0: Hello, what's up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode. Uh, I know it's been a very long time, uh, but today, post-lockout officially now, we're here to talk about some Orioles baseball as well as just baseball in general. Um, Lots happened um, since I last uploaded on this particular podcast. Um, So we're just going to talk about everything today as well as a very big thing um, that we will get to first. I know it's been a very long time since I uh, uploaded for this podcast, like I said. Um, so I'm very happy to be back. You can go check out our my main podcast with my cousin running hunting him, Ozed Up Pod... Or not the Ozed Up... This is the Ozed Up Podcast. I'm so used to plugging the Ozed Up Podcast on my main podcast, Beyond the Ballpark. So if you want to go check that out, we've got some great stuff over there. We're talking about every team for 30 straight episodes. If you want to check that out... If you're not a fan of the Orioles, you can go check that out, and that's uh, lit. We've done some teams so far, and it's been a ton of fun. But today, we are here to talk about a lot of things going down uh, in Major League Baseball since the post-lockout. I know I'm kind of just repeating myself at this point, so without further ado, let's get into it. And so the first big thing we're we'll going to be talking about today, um, is Carlos Correa, the best free agent, in my opinion, available on the free agent market, and he's got a lot to offer to any baseball team, uh, if we just pull up his numbers from this season, uh, or last season on baseball reference, um, you know, he's a beast, um, he is just a excellent, excellent player. Uh, he's got some health issues, but it doesn't really matter. When he's on the field, he is a beast. So if we pull up his stats right here, um, this guy is just amazing. He's an all-star. He's a cornerstone of franchise, as he was to the Houston Astros. Um, but we're going to talk about him today, and the reason that we talk about him today is because the Orioles have made a huge offer to Carlos Correa and they've nailed what he's looking for. Um, so let's look at this here, Clutch Points uh, is my website right here. This was reported on March 16th. Carlos Correa massive offer from the Orioles uh, received. Um, so we'll talk about that, what the deal is, what it could do for the Orioles uh, and the prospects affected by it uh, in the Orioles system. So Carlos Correa has been linked to MLB juggernauts such as the New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, and Houston Astros. And that makes sense since they are all competitive teams that feature money to pay him. But according to Ben Verlander of Fox Sports, that's uh, Justin Verlander's brother, by the way, the Baltimore Orioles have emerged as a potential suitor from the 20 I think 7 year old shortstop now, even though this says he's 26, superstar shortstop. Verlander reports that Baltimore offered Correa, excuse me, a 10-year contract worth upwards of $300 bucks. That is a lot of money uh, to be offering Carlos Correa. And it says here that that's what he was looking for. He was looking for... Correa entered through free agency looking for a $300 million contract. And it is possible that Baltimore is currently presenting the highest offer for Correa. I mean, as a personal Orioles fan, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're an Orioles fan too... This is the most aggressive I've ever seen the Orioles. I mean, I've been a fan since, like, what, 2017? I've really only ever known the Orioles as, like, just bad team. I mean, Carlos Correa of the Orioles would be sick. I mean, that would be awesome. Um, and this is a huge offer. He'd be staying in Baltimore for 10 whole years unless the Orioles flip him, like, in his 8th or 9th year. Um, but this contract is worth so much. Um... And they're saying that if the deal were to continue, come to fruition, the Orioles would not be the only team that, that finished below 500 in 2021 to sign a star player. On Wednesday, it was announced the Colorado Rockies signed Chris Bryant to a seven-year contract worth 182 million bucks. Um, so yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, Chris Bryant... Once the Rockies will get in more depth in that In uh, our other segment of today's episode Just talking about free agency and trades in general um, It's a very good point Chris Bryant said he'd be playing on a 500 or above team As he was in San Francisco uh, Down the stretch last year Because he got flipped to the Giants from the Cubs uh, So Correa would be playing for a bad team But he would be the definite leader for the Orioles and Correa is just a stud, he's so good, let's listen to these stats right here, and this guy was the first overall pick, Um, he was drafted by the Houston Astros in the first round of the 2012 MLB June Amateur Draft um, from the Puerto Rico Baseball Academy, Um, and obviously he was number one overall, he has won Rookie of the Year, 2017 World Series Champ, even though, you know, there's a cheating scandal there gold glove platinum glove and a two-time all-star for carlos correa and l- let's just listen to these stats right here he's got a 7.2 war uh he's got he had 555 at bats in 2021 155 runs 26 home runs 279 average 104 r- runs 92 rbis zero slow bats with the 366 on base 485 slugging and a 850 ops gives him an OPS plus at 131. Amazing stats across the board. Carlos Correa, in my opinion, because a lot of good pitchers have been taken off the board, is the best free agent available. I thought he was going to go to the Tigers. That's not going to happen because Javi Baez is with the Tigers. Unless the Tigers get really greedy and say, hey, we're going to move Javi to second, and then put Correa short. I mean, that's just simply a phenomenal up-the-middle duo. Competing for the Marcus Simi and Corey Seager duo up the middle in Texas, where we're not here to talk about the Rangers. We're here to talk about the Orioles, and Carlos Correa is now in the mix. And I, absolutely- I I'm in love. I mean, this is the most aggressive I've ever seen the Orioles be in my fandom. And that has not been a long time. I am pumped that we are in our Carlos Correa. Now, even if we don't sign him, I will be proud that we made an offer. I will be proud that we had the money capable of signing Carlos Correa. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Carlos Correa to the Orioles would simply be phenomenal. I mean, uh, that would get way more butts in seats. I mean, Orioles fans would easily play- pay to go see Carlos Correa at Camden Yards or anywhere, really. I mean, that would just get attendance up, and, and it's, that, should be, that would be really, really important for the for the Orioles. Now... This does affect, I will say, this does affect a lot of Orioles' prospects. I believe around, as I was saying to my cousin yesterday, we have around 10 prospects that are up the middle. And um, that if Carlos Correa were to sign with us, would really get blocked. And that would be an issue. So I'm going to talk about that today in this segment as well. Uh, and let's pull up the Orioles' top 30 prospects right here on MLB.com, according to Pipeline. Because, um, yes, a lot of prospects to be affected if Carlos Graeber signed with the Orioles. And, um, yeah. I'd also just like to note that Ali Rutschman's second-best prospect, that's blasphemy. That's that's just nuts. I mean, number one for the second half of the season, and then you just, like, you, you just you shove them number two to bobby witt nuts absolutely nuts i mean that's bullcrap that's you can't do that adley rutschman i mean both of them are franchise cornerstone type guys but i mean adley russman's just better he offers i believe that he offers more value than bobby witt because he's a catcher bobby witt is doing everything at shortstop he's probably gonna be a 30-30 guy but Adley Rutschman is doing everything that he is doing as a catcher, which is immense value, and I think, and I truly believe that that put Adley Rutschman above uh, Bobby Witt Jr. I just think that that's what's putting him on the next level. He's doing everything that Bobby Witt Jr. is doing, maybe not at the highest level, but he's doing it at a much more challenging position uh, in baseball, and also he's hurt, and which is really sad. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Ali Rutschman today and his goadedness. He's going to be our, you know, future star, another cornerstone if Correa signs. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of prospects that would, that would be affected if Correa were to come to the Orioles. The biggest one being Gunnar Henderson, who is currently aiming to be that future shortstop for the Orioles. May I think he could shift over to third base. I saw him play third base at Aberdeen. I think Andrew Henderson just has the athleticism and arm to, to become a third baseman, um, and maybe be the next Manny Machado for the Orioles, except 2.0. Because I think Connor Henderson's a lot more of a tryhard uh, than Manny Machado. But yeah, he would be the biggest prospect affected. Jordan Westburg would be affected, who is a very good prospect as well. Um, both of them shortstops slash third baseman. Um, they've kind of been making platoons everywhere they've gone. They're both at double-A. Uh, those guys are both phenomenal. I've seen both of them play. They're both really good at what they do. I think they kind of deserve to be in the same conversation. Gunnar Henderson, I would say, has more of the talent, but, uh, Jordan Westbrook definitely has, probably has a little bit more of the consistency. I just like Jordan Westbrook's game. He'll come up at some point and be phenomenal. Uh, Connor Norby, who plays second base, he would be affected, um... I think the thing with Connor Norby just could back to ball skills. Um unless the Orioles wanna make him the second baseman. Um but I don't know, maybe he could be a bench bat, maybe a platoon with somebody like I don't know, I just whatever it plays out to be. Terran Vavra, currently at the major league level, would also be affected. He plays up the middle, both positions. Um I don't know. He was in the Michael Gibbons trade, if any of y'all remember that. So Terran would be affected, Adam Hall would be affected, another guy who can play up the middle, I mean, this guy's just simply a speedster, and I don't know, he's just, overall does not bring a lot of value, I mean, I know he's a buoy, and he's just kind of been trapped in in the minor leagues uh, for some time now, I don't know when he's going to come up, I don't know what kind of impact he's going to be able to have, because he does have his struggles, I mean, his main thing is just being a speedster if the Orioles were willing to carve out a roster spot for this guy i believe that he would just be a pinch runner he'd be able to fly across the bases and and, and get some clutch runs for the o's uh late in ball games i i believe that's his value right now uh jami jones i mean this guy came over in the dylan not Bill dylan buddy alex cobb trade he was the uh, the piece that the Orioles got back he could play a little bit of outfield as well so maybe a little bit of a fourth outfielder scenario Michael Hernandez, this guy has been uh, flying up lists. Um, don't know too much about him. I mean, I know he was an international signing last year, so I don't know what that's going to be able to do, but he's projected for big things. But 45 overall, according to uh, MLB Pipeline, I don't know what that's looking like. Um, Joseph Ortiz, I don't know too much about him either. Uh, just kind of. Sp- well, I don't know. Burst onto the scene last year. Don't know too much. Uh, Samuel Basal Or not Basal, He's a catcher. Daryl Hornayas. Don't know what he's going to be. I just heard he's a good athlete. Uh, Anthony Servito. Again. Don't know too much about him. I think he's just a good athlete. Um, I think he's related to a former Oriole too. He's the maternal grandson of former Orioles outfielder in 1965. Uh, Rookie of the year. Kurt Blithery. I don't know if any of y'all have heard of him, but I don't know. He's a maternal grandson, so. Um, those would be all the guys affected cause Carlos Correa would assign Maybe not the second baseman as much, or I guess they would be affected, because you got to have Jordan Westbrook and Gunnar Henderson somewhere in the infield. Maybe Westbrook moves to second, maybe Henderson moves to third. I don't know. I, I just don't know what that would, I don't know what Correa would do for those guys in terms of you know, playing because I I do think Carlos Correa would be taking over the shortstop role um, in Baltimore if we were to sign. You know, kind of kicking, kind of you know, affecting heavily, affecting some sh- uh, prospect shortstops. So I think if the Orioles were investing in some of their shortstop prospects, they would probably kick him to second or third or whatever would happen. Maybe even an outfield spot. Maybe even first base because um, obviously Trey Mancini's with us. Uh, and he's an amazing player, but I think Trey Mancini is just going to be the veteran at the end of the day that's around, not really playing, he's going to be the Ryan Zimmerman when the uh, Orioles start p- competing again, for all you Nationals fans, um, so maybe get a, maybe convert one of the shortstops to first, if they got really clunky hands, who knows, I mean, any possibility, there's a lot of possibilities on the table right now, um, with this whole Carlos Correa thing, and how the Orioles have burst onto the scene, as and have made one of the best offers that Correa's gotten so far, which I love, but it's going to affect a ton of prospects. So, I don't know. Maybe the Orioles, if they're making the push for Correa, maybe they could flip one of their shortstop prospects and a deal for a pitcher or two, or I don't know. I mean, teams could use a a shortstop, and the Orioles got a ton of them. They got a ton of middle infield guys, I should say. So, who knows? We'll see the possibilities, but it could all not even matter if Correa doesn't even sign with the Orioles. Um... So yeah, that's my whole thing about Carlos Correa, um, and we'll get into the next segment in a quick second, just recapping every move that has been made. I know I'll probably miss some, but I'll cover as much as I can, uh, and yeah. So let me just get the, the trades out of the way. Matt Olson to the Blue Jays for Ryan Cusick. Shane Longoliers, Christian Pache, and somebody else, I forget the name of the last guy, I know A's or Braves fans are probably screaming at me, and Braves got a huge extension on Matt Olson, so it's obviously the end of the Freddie Freeman era, I am so sorry Braves fans, I truly do feel it, that I thought Freddie Freeman was going back to the Braves, I thought he, didn't, he wouldn't fit anywhere else, but uh, it's just, it's a bummer. To hear that Freddie Freeman will not even be returning to Atlanta. Um, and then the other trade, Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays, um, that came out as well. Um, yep, he got flipped for a couple prospects. Kevin Smith, Gunnar Hogland, Kirby Sneed, and like a, a major league ready arm. Uh, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners. That was, that was quite the move. I mean, I'm surprised that the uh, Mariners are picking up Jesse Winker because. They have Kalanick and uh, Julio Rodriguez, so I don't know what this is going to do. Maybe if Kyle Lewis doesn't work out it gives them an all- alternate to work with in Jesse Winker, who's just going to be mainly a power bat. Or unless they want to use him as a DH, I don't know. But I like the pick of ainho of Suarez. I think that's kind of the one thing they need in the infield. Obviously, it probably takes them out of contention for Chris Bryant, but ainho of Suarez is a huge power bat. So who knows what will happen. It's It's going to be interesting. Um, anyway, uh, any other trades I can't think of? I think I heard Amir Garrett to the Royals, that's been the big thing. Uh, and I think those are all the trades right now. Um, haven't been any big, um, catcher signings. I'm just kind of going by position right now. Um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of them may... A lot of catchers signed um, pre lockout, so that's doesn't really help us. Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers just have an infinite amount of money. Freddie Freeman's going to be a huge part of that infield. Probably going to be one of the best infields in baseball. I mean, you got Freddie Freeman at first. Max Muncy is going to move over to second. He's going to be great over there. Trey Turner at short. Justin Turner at third. I mean, my goodness. Seems going to be stacked. It's just going to be nuts. I mean, this, this team's going to be amazing. Anthony Rizzo, two-year deal with the Yankees, not happy about it as an Orioles fan, but it's a pretty good move at this point, Freeman's off the board, somebody else is off the board, I think, for left-handed power bat, um, so I think Anthony Rizzo's a nice pickup, nice little two-year deal for Rizzo, I mean, he'll play well in Yankee Stadium, I mean, he's played down the stretch, looked really good, Uh, I think think Rizzo's a good fit in New York, even though I hate it as an Orioles fan, um... Colin Moran, Cincinnati Reds deal, uh, he signed that yesterday, one year, um, he's a foul Moran, and that's why I love him, my dad and I, we, we always kind of keep a small tab on him because he's a Moran, um, my last name is Moran, but overall, just not a good player, he seems like he's just going to be taking Nanny O'Hanning Suarez's spot or whatever, um, Daniel Vogelbach signed with the, uh, the Pirates, one year deal, um, I will do something for the Pirates. I think Daniel Vogelbach a good power hitter. Maybe a couple tweaks. It could, um, could be something there with him. Uh, no other big first baseman signings. Pujols is still on the board. Uh, Todd Frazier, the Todd father, is still on the board. Um, Danny Santana, if you want some versatility out of your first baseman, uh, he can play a lot of positions. Um, Donovan Solano, one-year deal with the Reds. That's not that big... Josh Harrison when you deal with the White Sox, I wanted Josh Harrison on the Orioles, but I understand he wants to go to a winning organization. Uh Orioles sign Chris Owings. Uh that's that's not a great move, but you know he's he's just kinda gotta be filling in at some point. He's got an injury too, so I don't I don't know what he's looking like. Um and then a lot of a lot of other just uh moves that happen pre lockout Didn't know this, but Rio Ruiz, former Orioles, signed with a KBO team. Um, so he's out of baseball, just in case any of y'all were interested in hearing about Rio Ruiz. Uh, like I mentioned, Chris Bryant to the Rockies, which is confusing, because they traded Nolan Arenado and the money right along with it. It's just, like, weird. I don't know what's going on there. Chris Bryant going to an absolute garbage team in an amazing division. I don't know why he did that, but I guess it was just where the money was at. Um... Matt Duffy to the Angels, I mean, the Angels finally made doing something, they need pitching though, um, which we'll get to in a little bit, because they did sign some pitching. Um, Jonathan Villar from Oriole reported deal with the Cubs, um, he'll be really good out in Chicago, we had a nice little year last year with the Mets, um, he would have been great with the Mets again, just like as a bench bat, I mean, it's depth, He it would have been awesome, but Cubs, I think, probably need more than the Mets right now, I mean, the Mets, shape enough to be a good team without VR so I think it's a good move for VR to go to a team where he's probably gonna get a little bit more playing time uh Charlie Culverson going back to the Rangers signed a minor league deal yesterday um, I don't think there's anything else I hear Andreanza one year deal with the Nationals not that big I mean the nationals are in rebuild Jake lamb to the Dodgers minor league deal that happened recently uh... nothing much uh... Jose Iglesias one year deal with the Rockies uh... that's not that exciting um... overall I mean Jose Iglesias is kind of an average shortstop really good offensive gear with the orles in 2020 um... but he's gonna have some injury issues he's just not gonna be the best shortstop but I'm sure for when he ever, whatever he's getting paid for He'll be pretty good. I mean, glove first guy. Freddie Galvis, I didn't know. He signed with the NPB team. Dang. Man, Freddie Galvis and no baseball anymore. Well, that that takes him off the board. And Iglesias is off the board. And Simmons is off the board. He's signed with the Cubs. Uh, Nico Goodrum with the Astros. Uh, pretty good. Um, I guess they're kind of projecting if, uh, if Correa doesn't come back and Jeremy Pena can come up. Maybe Nico Goodrum can back him up as well as play some other positions that the Astros could need any, uh, you know, time. Pretty good move by the Astros to sign him. I'm sure it was not that expensive of a deal. So yeah, pretty much all of the, um, all the big shortstops have been taken, or all the, uh, shortstops have been taken off the board. So the Orioles can't really aim for that one-year deal shortstop. Pretty much the two big shortstops right now are Carlos Correa, who I mentioned in my last segment, uh, and Trevor Story. Uh, latest I've heard on Story is that you know the Red Sox are expressing interest in him, but it's interesting because they want him playing second, even though Xeno Bogarts is a horrible fielder, so I don't know why Bogarts wouldn't move to second in the story of short, because Story is a much better fielder, uh, nothing else that big was shortstop, uh, left field, Kyle Schwarber to the, uh, to the Phillies, that's a pretty good deal, I mean, four years, nice, uh, Kyle Schwarber is going to be a play awesome in that fan box in Philly, Philly's a nice city, too, I've been there, been to see the Phillies play, um, he'll have a lot of fun in Philly, um, I don't know, there's not a lot, um, there's not a lot there to offer with the Phillies, but, uh, it'll be pretty good, um, Andy Rosario, two-year deal with Atlanta. I mean, he's just kind of a fun player. He went on an absolute tear in the NLCS, playing uh, as the NLCS MVP now. um, Yeah, he, that's a nice little deal for him. Um, I guess with losing Jacques um, and his pearls. Got to go with Andy Rosario. Kutch, Andrew McCutcheon, player that hits very close to one for me. I've always loved Andrew McCutcheon. Signed one-year deal with Milwaukee. Congratulations to him. I love Andrew McCutcheon, and he's obviously at the back end of his career, which is real bummer, because I really do like Andrew McCutcheon, but he'll play well in Milwaukee. I mean, he's got some value, on-base guy, pounds some lefties, so he'll it'll pretty it'll be pretty good with the Brewers, even though they got a good outfield right now, but they did lose Alviso Garcia. Alex Dickerson to the Braves, um, yep, that's, um... I mean, I don't know how he's gonna fare because he was platooning with the Bra- with the uh, Giants and the Braves might want to use him every day. So I don't know how that's gonna pan out. Corey Dickerson to the to the Cardinals. Um, I guess maybe as a fourth outfielder or whatever. Um, Corey Dickerson's probably not gonna be playing every day, but he'll certainly be a good depth piece. He's just gonna be consistent. He'll be consistent under the radar. Um, Jock Peterson to the Giants. Um, so, yeah, Alex Dickerson left. Jock Peterson's in. I mean, I think it's probably going to be more beneficial to the Giants because Jock Peterson's going to be able to play more often, probably, than Alex Dickerson. Uh, Timmy Locastro, minor league deal with the Yankees, whatever. I mean, he's mainly just fast. He's going to be able to get on base. Lewis Brinson, I did not see this. He signed a minor league deal with the Astros. Um, well, good for him. I mean, at least he's not getting kicked to the curb or anything. Um, he'll find a home somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he'll be the next center fielder for the Astros. I mean, they're certainly looking for some help in that outfield. Uh, Odubo Herrera signing a one-year deal with Philly. That's, we're now in center field. Uh, Jake Mersdick minor league deal with Texas, Jacoby Jones. Oh, he's signed way pre-lockout. Travis Jankowski signed a minor league deal with the Mets. Um that's not really major moves. Center field's not that good right now. Um uh, with depth. Right fielder Rick Castellanos is still on the board, which is shocking that he's n- not off the board. Uh that's just we'll see what happens there. Um Steven Cesar, the Junior, uh minor league deal with Seattle and uh Say Suzuki five year deal with the Cubs. Um so Suzuki's looking pretty good, I mean, he was a phenom in Japan, so we'll see what happens with Suzuki. I mean, he's a pretty good ball player, DHS, Nelson Cruz, uh, one-year deal with the Nationals, oh, I thought it was a two-year deal, but, I guess it's a one-year deal, um, I mean, dude's like 41 and he's still hitting bombs, he could be a fl- I mean, he could be a full-time dad at this point, but no, he's still grinding, and you gotta applaud that, um, Curtis Terry he signed before the pre lockout, so never mind. Uh, Carlos Rodon to the Giants, two year deal. Um, that's a dirt cheap deal. The details came out. I mean, he's like making 20 million bucks a year. Um, and it's pretty cheap for a guy that's like Cy Young caliber, so. But it does have an opt out after the first season, so if Rodon wants more money, he can go out and get it um, after the first year. But, if he feels like his year wasn't good with the Giants, he can always just stay, make himself better in the second year, and then go out in free agency, so it's, it's beneficial to both sides. Uh, I'm trying to look for any other big moves. Kershaw, one-year deal with the Dodgers, good for him, he's returning home. The lifelong Dodger, it'll probably stay that way. He was like a Coochie, three-year deal with the Blue Jays. got some good stuff, just hasn't really been able to put it together consistently. Um, but it's a nice pickup for the Blue Jays. I mean, they're able to work with pitching nowadays. Um, that'll be able to, you know, work out nicely. Uh, Danny Duffy, one-year deal with the Dodgers. Matt Boyd, one-year deal with San Francisco. Uh, Martin Perez, one-year deal with the Rangers. Just out of the division. Not that he was good anyway. Um... And Velasquez to the White Sox. Uh, Anibal Sanchez back with the Nationals. Uh, I'm looking for anything else. Chat Cool to the Rockies. Um, that came out, uh, two days ago, I think, or three. Um, whenever that came out. Jordan Lyles to the Orioles. I mean, he's not that good of an arm, but it's a one year deal. Low risk, high reward, I guess. Uh,. Matt Moore, one year deal, or minor league deal with Texas. To sell De La Cruz, back with the Braves on a minor league deal. Uh, call him a Q, minor league deal, or not minor league deal, he sent a two year deal with the Braves. He's a really, really good pitcher, really under the radar. Nice pickup for the Braves, uh, after losing Chris Martin. Chafin, Andrew Chaffin to the Tigers, pretty good move. He's just gonna be a solid left handed arm. He's one of the better ones in baseball. Um,. Brad Hand, one-year deal with the Phillies, mm, hit or miss with him, so you never know what's going to happen with Brad Hand, he's either going to be really good or really bad, that's just how it's going to be, there's no gray area with him, which is, you know, the the risk, but, I don't know, he'll probably be fine, Chris Martin to the Cubs, Jimmy Nelson to the Dodgers, both on one-year deals, uh, Archie Bradley to the Angels, at least the Angels can grab some arms now, um... Joe Kelly reported a two-year deal with the White Sox. Um, I want to say three days ago, four days ago? Um, four days ago. Um, Brad Boxberger, one-year deal with the Brewers. Um, Adam Montevino, one-year deal with the Mets. Really good for the Mets. They need bullpen help. Adam Montavino is going to be that guy. Alex Calame, uh, one-year deal with the Rockies. Um, it's going to be tough for him to pitch because, you know, Colorado's at Hedrus Park. Uh, Steve Siscek, one year deal with the Nationals. Uh, excuse me. Rick Holland, one year minorly deal with the Rangers. Jacob Junis, one year deal with the Giants. Jake Diekman and Matt Strom, both one year deals with the Red Sox. I don't know if Matt Strom's listed on here, but Jake Diekman is. Uh, And I'll just talk about them together. They're both going to help the Red Sox bullpen, which is really weak as of right now. That bullpen needs arms. Pitching in general for the Red Sox. They just need arms. Um, uh, Connor Green, back with the Orioles. I know it doesn't say it right here, but I know he's back with us. Minor league deal. Um, What else? I don't... There might not be anything else. Juan Mina? Minaya? Juan Minaya? Minor league deal with the Minnesota Twins? Um, Andrew Vasquez, one-year deal with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays need help in the bullpen. That'll help. Matt Strom, there we go. Signed uh, with Boston, one-year deal. Again, he's just going to help out that bullpen, no matter what, in, you know, whatever way, shape, or form. Uh, Sean Doolittle, one-year deal with the Nationals. Uh, He'll be back. It's good for him returning to the team that got him World Series. Um, Drew Hutchinson, one-year deal, minor league deal with the Tigers. Chase and Shreve, one-year deal, or minor why do I keep saying one year deals? Minorly deal with the Mets. Michael Gibbons, one year de- reported one year deal with the Cubs uh, as of yesterday. Kirby Yates, uh, he already signed a while ago. Danny Jimenez, minorly deal with the A's. AJ Ramos, minorly deal with the Angels. Uh, Jerry's Familia, one year deal with the, uh, the Phillies. Um, and kind of beyond that not a lot of important names. the Depluns back with the Orioles. I know this is an Orioles podcast, we're going to mention anything on Orioles. Uh Yeah, beyond that, not really any important names. He and Kennedy to the D-backs. Um and I uh, yep, that's pretty much it. Can't think of anything else to to cover here uh, today. today. of the names are that important even though there are things to talk about. Um, this has been a pretty long segment. This is, I think this is longer than the Korea segment, so... It's pretty much gonna wrap it up here. Let's head to the outro. Well, thank you all for, uh, hanging in, uh, for this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll get this out as soon as possible. I'm recording this about 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you're listening on the West Coast or Central Coast. Um whatever you're listening on, or whatever time zone you're in, um, so I'll try to get this out ASAP, um, I'll try to get some more up, I know the Orioles, I got a game today, uh, in, uh, Florida, in Grapefruit League, I think they're playing the Blue Jays, that should be fun, um, both negatively and positively, one, because the Blue Jays are a good team, and two, uh, they're gonna pound the Orioles, so, uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I know this what probably wasn't that fun um, to listen to, but I really hope you do enjoy it. Uh, hopefully, Carlos created the Orioles. We'll see what happens, uh, but a lot of other teams are interested in him as they should. So, um, yeah, nothing else to talk about. Go check out Beyond the Ballpark on any social media platform. I know this this podcast is kind of limited on social media platforms, um, so it's kind of tougher with uh, Beyond the Ballpark, but. Yeah, you can go listen to Beyond the Ballpark pretty much anywhere, and you're going to find it. So, um, yeah, you can go check that out, mainly baseball. I mean, just any baseball, not just Orioles or Red Sox or anything. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next time.